Chapter 36 Resistance The events of the previous night had left us emotionally weary, so it took little convincing for us to agree to spend an extra day in Ohrid. We explored this lovely town, our steps carefree, matching our mood. Our newfound ease saw us leaning into each other. The protective barriers that recently guarded our deepest sentiments now abandoned. I didn't mind the intrusion into my space and accompanied Alberto in laughter and merriment. That day, the companions finally became close friends. From the local post office, we sent home our winter sleeping bags. It was a difficult decision to make, but they were simply too hot in the increasingly warmer nights. We reasoned that we would find summer sleeping bags in touristy Greece if we needed them. Weighing about 12 kilograms each, our backpacks now felt as light as a feather when we began to walk again. We also made another important decision, not to carry our signs. Although I would not allow myself to stop walking, I felt it necessary to put away the message of peace until I was strong enough to carry it again. That simple act liberated me, and I walked to Zavoy that day feeling emotionally lighter as well. The evening found us as guests in the home of a close-knit family and community. When they showed us to our room for the night, I paused. Aside from a chair and end table, the only other furnishing in the room was a double bed. Alberto and I did not speak or look at each other. I took off my fleece jacket and socks, but left my tights and t-shirt on. Alberto did the same. I got in the bed first and slid towards the wall, but realized with horror that the bed sunk in the middle. Alberto got in, and we said awkward goodnights. I clung to the edge of the bed and hoped we wouldn't meet in the center. I opened my eyes. My body was pressed against Alberto's, my face buried in his chest. His one arm extended over my head, and the other rested against my hip. I heard his heartbeat and felt his soft breath on my hair. I pulled away with effort, the dip in the bed pushing me back towards him, and I hurriedly slid off the bottom edge, announcing to a groggy Alberto that it was time to start the day. We spent that night in Resen, in separate beds, and the following one in Bitola, near the Greek border. On May 7, 2002, we crossed that border and officially began what would become an unforgettable Greek experience. We had just turned out the lights of our hotel room in Florina when Alberto said, Can I tell you something? Sure, I answered. Ever since our talk in Ohrid, he started slowly, I feel that I know you better. I see now that I had so many prejudices about you and misjudged you. Like I said before, I'm sorry. You really are a good person. You're funny and open and warm. I really like that side of you. It's very attractive. Thanks. I feel the same way about you too, I replied. That's not what I mean, he responded. That night, I feel as if I saw your light, your soul, the real you. 
and I loved it immediately. I think I have feelings for you. This cannot be happening, I thought in horror, feeling my heart in my throat. I must be misunderstanding him. What exactly are you saying? I asked. I'm not sure, he replied. I waited for what felt like hours for Alberto to elaborate. Well, I feel better for having said the words, he said. Good night. I stared at the ceiling, trying to absorb this new bombshell. From his breathing, I knew that Alberto wasn't asleep either, but I certainly wasn't about to continue this discussion. It was the one complication that I did not want or need, especially with Alberto. We sat at breakfast the following morning, having exchanged no more than awkward good mornings. Each went to the buffet several times, briefly commenting on how good the food was, only to return to silence. So did you think about what I said last night? Alberto asked with trepidation. I think maybe your feelings for me are a little bit confused, I replied sincerely. We had a very powerful experience in Ohrid, and a lot of emotions came out. It was all good, and it brought us together, which is nice. Maybe you're responding to this new openness between us. No, he replied, shaking his head. I don't think that's what it is. I think I'm attracted to you. Well, who wouldn't be? <laughs> I choked. He laughed and continued gazing at me softly, tenderly, and what could only be described as love-struck. I looked at him with determination. Look, I don't think you're really attracted to me, I asserted. I think you're lonely and maybe Miss Hannah. We're together 24 hours a day, and there's no one else to share all of this with, so it's natural that you would reach out to me. I feel lonely sometimes too, and it would be easy for me to go to you because you're here. You're convenient and available, but I know I wouldn't feel good about it. I wouldn't be doing it for the right reasons and would be jeopardizing not only my friendship with you, but with Hannah as well. You know that things are finished between us, he said. She's still my friend, Alberto, I said. I think she would be terribly hurt. Silence, long and awkward, filled the space between us. I didn't want to hurt Alberto's feelings, but I needed to be absolutely clear. I'm sorry, Alberto, I said gently, but I just don't see you in that way. You're like a brother to me. I'm attracted to you as a friend and a companion, but not in any other way. Do you understand? Alberto gazed at his plate and picked at his food. Look, I continued, I think this is just a terrible case of hormones. It's spring and love is in the air. What we both need is just to go find somebody and just get that energy out of our systems. He cracked a slight smile, but his gaze was full of sadness. Maybe you're right, he finally said. It's probably just hormones. With storm clouds hovering in the sky, we agreed to spend the day in town. We bought a map of Greece and some groceries. We searched for lightweight sleeping bags, but without any success. I had every intention to walk the following morning, but my period started and I felt exhausted. Alberto left me to rest and came back at dinner time. 
our earlier awkwardness seemed to have eased, and we returned to our natural easy flow. I sat on my bed, watching Alberto on his bed bounce a small plastic cup in his hands to see how long he could keep it up in the air. <laughs> Pilgrim Entertainment I occasionally picked the cup off the floor when it got close to my side and tossed it to him. Soon I was kneeling on my bed and he on his and swatting that helpless cup between us in a makeshift game of volleyball. Our laughter and the competitive nature of each trying to win the point filled the room. Alberto's playful gaze softened once again and I felt uncomfortable. I stopped the game and lied that I was feeling tired. His disappointment was clear. I turned on the television and absently flipped channels, trying to occupy the time. The movie Magnolia was starting in English, so I began to watch it. Can I sit beside you? Alberto asked. I don't think that's a good idea, I replied. We're just two friends sitting together watching a movie. That's all. I promise. He grinned and crossed his heart. I stared at the screen. What is going on here? I thought. Where is the line between us? We have to keep a line. Otherwise, things can get out of hand. I may not be attracted to him, but I'm not made of stone. I just want to sit beside you. Nothing more, he reiterated. I shifted over on my bed, my gaze still fixed on the television, my legs stretched out straight in front of me, my arms folded across my chest. Alberto sat beside me and similarly stretched his legs and crossed his hands on his lap. Our arms touched. I could feel the warmth of his body and smell the freshness of his soap. Without warning, the television and all of the lights in the room went out. We tried the switches, but nothing happened. I searched for my flashlight in the darkness. Alberto lit his candle and placed it on the nightstand. A warm glow filled the room. My awkwardness returned. I slipped under the sheets and with my back turned to him whispered, Good night. He wished me the same. I tossed and turned, not knowing what he was thinking or feeling. Worse yet, not knowing what I was thinking or feeling. It felt good having him close, I thought. <laughs>